Hello everyone, welcome to the episode of I'm your host, Jack Duke. This week, I am joined by turning guest, Carson. Say hi, Carson. Hello, everyone. Uh, this week, once again, uh, it seems, I get last time we did this, it was the summer. It was in the summer, so I guess we're a gaming podcast during the summer. That's right, we are once again a gaming podcast as we discuss Call of Duty World at War. So let's do that. Uh, so this is Call of Duty. Uh, we played it on PC. Um, and Kiefer Sutherland, he voices the character of what? What is his name? It was something stupid. You'd think I'd be prepared, but also, it wasn't Sergeant Roebuck. So the the basic plot of this game is so it's World War Two. Um, there's two like it cuts between two different storylines. One of uh, on the Japanese. Fr- front or the pacific front um you are uh, you play as who do you play as uh, private miller um the united states marine corps uh in the pacific campaign he's captured by a japanese but is ref- rescued by corporal roebuck played by keeper sutherland um and they fight their way through a bunch of things on the pacific front and that story really doesn't go anywhere and then you also play as uh then there's the Russian story where you play as Private Dimitri and you are you keep cheating death as you push along your way to Berlin in the last days of the war in Germany. And yeah. Uh, apparently there was a third playable character, which I do not remember this at all. Oh, he's only playable. In the solo campaign. So me and Carson, we played this uh, co-op. So what did we think of Call of Duty World at War? Uh, not the worst game I've played, but definitely not the best game. I found the levels were short. Um, frankly, I didn't care a whole lot about what the Americans are doing. The, yeah. Russians, uh, the Russian stuff is pretty good. You're blowing up tanks, you're driving tanks. Uh, there's like weird Russian metal, uh, which is yeah. fantastic. The Russian part, honestly, it was the only part that worked for me. Like, yeah, the the metal that played on all the Russian levels went hard, and I appreciated that quite a bit. I also enjoyed committing a couple war crimes as the Russians, yeah. and they actually took down the Nazi flag too. Where the Americans, they just kind of, uh, you know, they went camping in the jungle. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so it's it's cutting between these two like campaigns, and the Russian stuff. It's it's actually you know it's your it's the last days of the war. You're you get to Berlin. It literally ends with you taking down the Nazi flag and putting up the Russian flag, like that famous photo from Berlin. And you like storm the Reichstag, and it's you know interesting. And then I genuinely can't even tell you what happened. Like you just fight through your way through a few islands in the American campaign. It really doesn't there's no like there's no narrative overlap. There's no narrative connection between these two. I there's no like it just doesn't work story wise. Yeah, like what like you said, like I remember cuz I played this game back back in the day on like the 360. I remember like enjoying the campaign, but like going back to it, the levels take like maybe 10 minutes and they they're not that interesting. Yeah, everything I remembered except for the opening scene because that's kind of memorable. You know, the dude's neck gets lit. 
Um, yeah. I realized I remembered all the Russian levels and none of the American ones. Yeah, the because the Russian ones are the only like literally yeah. all the American ones feel the same. It's just oh, this is jungle, island jungle. Oh, more island jungle. Which is a shame because those are the parts with Kiefer Sutherland. Although I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, apparently, uh, Sergeant Victor from obviously from the Russian campaign was voiced by Gary Oldman. I did not notice that. Although Gary Oldman is one of those people who does disappear into a role. Kiefer Sutherland, you can definitely like you, you hear him talk, and it's like, oh, that's my main man, Kiefer. He puts in a you know good enough performance. He's just a gruff military man, really. Yeah, he's just like, grr, we gotta kill the enemy, grr, you know? As you do. But like I said, the American campaign is not really interesting or memorable, so... You know. Can we talk about um, how the, the, the audacity of Activision... Let's talk about that. So this game, uh, it's not even on sale on the Steam Summer Sale right now. Um, it it go it currently is selling on Steam for twenty one Canadian dollars, and this and even like even when it goes on sale, it goes on sale for sixteen dollars. And this is Activision just doesn't understand how to discount their games. All the Call of Duties are ridiculously priced, but this one, the online is dead. Like it is, you can't get online. And they are charging $21 for this. That is insane. We had to download a modded version of the game and run Hamachi, which is a tunneling service, in order to trick it into thinking we were doing LAN in order to do co-op, which I would argue, if you're going to play through the campaign of this game, do it co-op. It's the only way you're going to enjoy it. And that's just insane. This is the game that introduced Nazis, uh, Nazi zombies, which is you know become a staple of the series, um, and you can't play that unless you do the stupid hack to do LAN. Um, or you somehow get around it and make the profile, which it just doesn't let you. Yeah, because basically it, yeah, it's not letting you create an online profile. It's, it's just insane. Like Activision, go to hell. Like you know what Ubisoft. A perfect example, Ubisoft is a despicable company who's, in the in past few years, done some pretty messed up stuff. Or it's come to light they've done some pretty messed up stuff. But credit where credit's due, all the old Tom Clancy games, you can still play online through Uplay, and they still work. And they actually discount their games. And, I mean, I'm just using Ubisoft as an example because I really like uh, Tom Clancy Game with Six Vegas 2. But, like, most other companies still support a lot of their older PC games online, and they actually discount their stuff. Activision does neither of these things. And, like, with a franchise like Call of Duty, that's just insane to me, especially, like, a game like this with Nazi Zombies, because, I mean, we can talk about Nazi Zombies. That's really the only reason to get this game anymore. Well, I think uh, that's just a zombie standalone now, so maybe... I mean, yeah. And, like, if you're playing Nazi Zombies, you're probably playing the newer ones, but, like, still, like, people are nostalgic for the first one. It's just, it's weird to me. Um, talk about the tank level. Why was there a tank level? The tank handled terribly. True. The whole game kind of handles terribly, but the I feel tank. Like that really wasn't realistic. I know, like, most of it's not super realistic. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I was burning rubber on the tank, dude. And I was taking, like, tens of thousands of tanks just by myself 
Yeah, well, hey, I was there too. You don't have to be uh, mean about it. It took you like five minutes to catch Listen, you. the level design is bad and I got lost. Or no, I was getting shot at something that I couldn't hit and I, yeah. This game also, it has a lot of like nonsense stuff. Like, especially the second last level where you're storming the Reichstag. Like, the objectives aren't clear and so we spent like 20 minutes just clearing out enemies that kept respawning. Before realizing, oh, we're supposed to take out this flat cannon that had no indication of that. It, yeah, it just doesn't do a good job of communicating. Which is weird, because Call of Duty, like, Call of Duty games typically have well-made um, uh, campaigns. Like, Modern Warfare, the, the one that came before this, is a really well-made campaign. The Call of Duty 3 is an excellent campaign. Like, I don't know, was this, was this Infinity War or Treyarch? Because uh, I know this was right around when they switched to okay, this is Treyarch when they switched to um, the different like ways that they like the different cycle yeah. that they did for a while. It's just yeah, I don't. It was just honestly disappointing coming back to this because I remember enjoying this game when I was younger and yeah. I guess we should talk about, I mean, what everyone's thinking about. Zombies. Tell me a bit about zombies. Uh, you know. Uh, it's always fun to kill some Nazi zombies. The classic. They're zombies, they're Nazis. Hate them both. Yep. Knife them in the chest. Knife them in the chest. I mean, you know, it's your typical... It's it's. This is the first uh, iteration of this. It's the only iteration I've played. But, it's, you know, it's wave after wave of zombies. You have... Limited ammunition, you gain money to unlock more weapons in more areas. You just try to last. It's it's fun. The one map, like the default map, sucks immensely. That like yeah. little house. But the other map that we played was fun. Yeah, we played Doris, the classic. The, yeah, the I think of the most beloved uh, map throughout this series. Yeah. Uh, that map's pretty good. And as you get farther, there are a lot of fun. I played some of the later ones. Yeah, and it's, you know... There's it was a, a good starting point, and yeah. it's in all the games now. It it works. Uh, yeah, we didn't do any multiplayer, obviously, because we couldn't. Um, but you know, it's COD. If you're into that, you're into that. Not much From... else to really say. It's honestly, I was disappointed by this. I was looking forward to it, and honestly, like when we were playing it, it got to a point where we we're just like, let's just get through this. Although that didn't take that long, because like, like how long do you think we play? Like, here, let me actually see my Steam. How long? Yeah, Not we put long. in like five hours with Nazi zombies, so I would say maybe it took four hours. Yeah, to... some of that was getting it started, and some of that was uh, probably user error. Uh, yeah, because we both are terrible at this game. Well, and we're it both to... idiots. Yes. And I, I don't know. I wasn't I don't enjoy all the guns in the game. I found I was running out of ammo and yeah. I ended up picking up these really awful guns and was suffering that way. So I enjoyed knifing people in the chest and that led to lots of downs. And then I had to come revive him and that's uh you know, there are ways to do that and there are way bad and I'm not saying this, this necessarily did it very bad, but it was annoying. Um like currently we're playing through Gears of War and I don't know if I like this how they did in Gears of War, but it's you just you instantly get them up. 
and you know after playing through world at war i do prefer that right now although you know i think there are still better ways to do it i just can't think of any because you know you have to go up to uh, to the person and then um hold f to revive them and it's a whole thing yeah i don't i just i mean yeah we've game design has come a long way from this this game was what 2008 wow yeah what blows me away though is this game came after modern warfare uh yeah albeit modern warfare is like the cream of the crop but keeps rising to the top apparently is also the first title in the black ops storyline i haven't played black ops i did not know that world of war yeah i don't know how that works but apparently it does I don't remember his Mason and the numbers. There's also a DS version of this, which I think is very funny. I think that... Isn't there a Wii version? I mean, yeah, there's a Wii... Well, yeah, there's a Wii version of almost all the mainline Call of Duty's at the time. Uh, if you want to... I mean, Scott the Waz actually has videos on both the DS version and the Wii versions of Call of Duty games, so those might be interesting if you're interested in that. Uh, yeah, there's really not much else to say. I'd want to go more into Kiefer's performance, but there's really not much there. It's just Sergeant Dude, you know? He's just like, grrr, hate, hate the Japanese because we're at war with them, grrr. Unfortunately, and, yeah, he only had a couple voice lines, voice lines along yeah. his half of the game. Because his half of the game, like, the American half of the game didn't really go anywhere, you know? Gary Oldman being, you know, the the guy, kind of his counterpart in um, in the Russian storyline. You know, he's a lot more interesting. Reznov's you know, iconic, dude. Like, you know, Rez, everyone knows Reznov. He's yeah. the one who keeps Dmitri going. He praises Dmitri as like this immortal hero. He's, he's really the backbone of like the Russian campaign. He's yeah. always saying stuff in Russian. At the end, when he like knifes the Nazi and drags Dimitri over to bring down the flag, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and that that works. That's more honestly. If it had just been like, I think, I think Finest Hour on consoles, I think that was another like Russian one because I know you, there's a Battle of Stalingrad in that game. I think if they had honestly just done that, that would have been interesting because the Japanese American storyline adds nothing, and yeah, like. Seeing the the final days of the war and the march to Berlin from the Russian perspective, we don't see that a lot in Western media because Cold War and stuff. I think that would have been interesting to focus on that, but they didn't. And yeah, and there's another thing about this is is like in terms of Call of Duty, like I know Call of Duty uh, campaigns are known for their set pieces. There's aside from like the flag raising, there's no real big set pieces here that really stuck with me. Like, none of the levels stuck with me. It was all just generic, other than the Reichstag. Yeah, I would agree. It would have been cool if uh, the American side was also marching on Berlin, and we kind of got the two sides closing in. Yeah. That would have been sick. That would have worked a lot better. Like, there have been more narrative, like, reason to cut between... Because there's no narrative reason I can see of, like, no parallels or anything between... The Pacific and the German front, like stories here. 
So there's no reason for them to be the same game. It's just, yeah, it's just weird storytelling. Is it a Kiefer? I don't think so. I'm going to say no, just because the key, like the parts with Kiefer were the weakest parts. I think, yeah, if it was just the Russian parts and more of the Russian parts and more of the Russian metal. Really, if it was just, if, if Call of Duty World at War was just an album of the Russian metal, I think it would have been a Kiefer. But as it stands, not a Kiefer. I urge people to look up that like the soundtracks for it that because it's really good. Because you're just like mowing down Nazis in Berlin, uh, and like you know. there's just like guitar in the background, and it it almost feels doom like. I'm gonna piss off editor Zach here and tell him to splice in like a quick sample of it. So sucks to suck, idiot. See, told you it whips ass. Okay, now we're moving on. We don't have taglines because of video game idiots. Now we're moving on to Amazon reviews. So Carson, click that link. Let's make fun of some people on Amazon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is reviews for uh, Call of Duty World at War on the Xbox 360, but you can also look up other versions. Other versions are available. Okay, I, uh, can I choose any? Yeah, go for it. Fully. Uh, does not work. The disc was scratched in kkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkkk
Dude, we weren't even playing on veteran. No, we were like on normal. That level. Well, to be fair, that was also the level we didn't realize we were supposed to destroy the flat cannon. Why well, it still takes forever after yeah. you destroy the flat cannon. Oh, um, uh, we got a review from Nicholas. Five star review titled "Great." Reviewed in Canada on May sixteenth, twenty thirteen. Great game. Lost of words. Challenging game plays are there for the bigger gamers. Many levels and missions are also wow. Also wow. Everyone else, yeah, everyone else loves the campaign, dude. Once again, I'm feeling like this is a lot. I mean, this has got to be a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, There's also the I'm... console version, and yeah. we all know people who play video games on consoles. Aren't, you know. I guess we got to ask the li- the listeners what do they think. I'm sure some of them have played this game. All three uh, of you, tell us if you played the... this game. Maybe we're in the minority. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking up. I'm gonna find the PS3 reviews. I'm just looking at the PS3 right now. Let's. Uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, it is the greatest hit. That I mean, that tracks. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got one from Emily. Uh, five star review titled "Worth Playing Through." Reviewed in Canada on June 6, 2020. It's another recent uh, review. I've banned playing COD games for a while, and this one was a lot of fun in campaign mode. I haven't played it online. I absolutely love the sound effects. Blocking and reloading especially. I didn't particularly notice any blocking sound effects, but... Sure. So apparently this game, uh, from some of the stuff I'm reading, is historically accurate, too. So I guess that's another reason why people would enjoy it. They did, it is true, they did shoot guns. Yes. Back in those days. Yeah, everything very violent, not for kids. Um, this is kids true. People like it. The parents think it's violent. I'm on this website that puts it between kids and parents. So, for example, uh, teen, 15 years old. Great if you want to learn about World War II. Warning: This game is so violent. I'm not joking. You can blow your enemy's leg or arm off, and you can burn soldiers into burnt, lifeless corpses. That sounds like it was written by a child. Yep. It is so violent, though. <laughs> we got one from Elk M. Spider Larry. Yep. Nailed that one. Uh, five star review. Sick game. Uh, reviewed in Canada on September 9th, 2011. My son plays this game until 2 a.m. He is only 12 years old. He cannot get enough of this game. That's a five-star review. That, that is the Call of Duty parenting I remember. Yeah. A lot of Japanese reviews uh, for the PS3 version. Hmm. No, that makes sense because they're bigger over there. Also for the freaking Xbox 360 version. I can't ima- imagine this was... I mean, it does take partial place in Japan. I just can't imagine this being very popular in Japan. I don't think Call of Duty is very popular in Japan. But I think that might be reviews. So, do you have any more? No, everything I find is like people buying a disc and there's either issues or whatever. But that's typical, typical retail stuff. We've all been there. Apparently this uh, got released in those stupid Xbox. It's like 
backwards compatible with the Xbox One, so it came out in an Xbox One case that also says Xbox Series. It's a whole thing. I hate when they do that. Oh. Um, actually, hold on. Before we do, I want to see if I can get a good review for the DS version. Uh, this is our last review. It's from B. Smotherman. That's B. Smotherman. Five-star review. Another great Call of Duty. Reviewed in the United States on May 4th, 2016. Another of the three Call of Duty games my son got for his birthday, and he can't pick which one he likes the best as he can't stop playing any of them. So yeah, that tracks. Uh, now we're moving on to news. Um, exciting news here with the Key for News desk. Uh, we got an exciting piece of news. This comes from... God, we always get our news from the best sources. Nerdsandbeyond.com That's, I mean, I'm sure you've visited that website many a time before, right, Carson? Uh, sure. That's our favorite one. Um, and, uh, the headline is, Chris Pine's Violence of Action Lands Release Date. So, this is, uh, a film titled Violence of Action, starring Chris Pine, but also starring Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, it oh my god, released... really? Yeah. Here's wow. the thing. No, it could have very well not have and just been completely tangentially related to him, knowing the way this show goes. So, yeah. Uh, it'll be released December 10th. Uh, I, I don't know if this is new that he's going to be in a movie called Violence of Action. But, yeah. So, look forward to that. Uh, so... Pine plays James Harper, a man involuntarily discharged from the Green Berets, uh, who joins a paramilitary organization, helps for his family, travels to Berlin, blah, blah, blah. He ends up alone while people hunt him down in, across Europe. Uh, so I don't know what part Kiefer's playing. I don't know anything about this movie beyond what I just read. But also apparently Gillian Jacobs is in it, and she was in Community, so very exciting. Uh, Yeah. Next episode, who friggin' knows? I don't. So that'll be good. Um, Carson, do you have any anything to plug? Any anything you want to promote? No. Well, I would say buy our shirts, but we don't have shirts. You know what? Just buy shirts in general. You should buy shirts. Shirts are good to wear. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Kaya for our fantastic podcast art. You can check out links to her other work in the description. Where you can also find links to Kevin McLeod, at the song Sax, Rock, and Roll, which is our intro and outro music every episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HAKpod and Instagram at HAKpodcast. You can send us a message on Anchor if you want to create an account. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. That would be very nice. Uh, Jaden's still gone. He'll be gone until September. But, you know... You got me, you got guests. Uh, also, if you're someone who I know and you're listening this far, you have to be a guest now. Contractually obligated. Uh, so hit me up. Uh, I've been your host, Zach. Uh, I'm This has been Easy Keeper. Yo, get this man out of here. Which man? Oh no, we have to record the the banter. We're still bantering.